0: Thanks for checking out the Christian Life Austin podcast. If this is your first time listening, make sure to check us out at clcaustin.com for more info on how you can connect with us. We trust that you will enjoy today's message. Thank you for listening. I'm just going to kind of, I'm going to kind of talk today. I'm going to kind of give you a little, Lord, the last thing you want to hear is fireside, but I want to give you a little fireside chat today without the fire, because we don't need fire. I want to thank you for letting us go on vacation in, in, in San Diego. We went to San Diego and it was, it was like 65 degrees. No humidity. We went to a Padres ball game. I'm not a Padres fan, I'm not a Colorado Rocky fan. We went to a ball game on Saturday night. We had to wear sweaters. <laughs> sweaters? You buy a sweater in this town, you wear it one night and it's just for looks. I love all of you. You may be seated. Happy Dad's Day. Kevin, thanks for the beautiful song. Hey, did y'all enjoy the men's ensemble today? Wasn't that good stuff? And and tomorrow night, men's ministry, man month this month, and uh, we're we're just enjoying it. A great, great time of fellowship with men. So, thank you for being here today. I preached several years ago in a a town called Montgomery, Alabama, Alabama. And, and, I, and I preached for a, a group of people, and, uh, and, and the man that I preached for was a youth leader of that state, and I went to preach. And, and so they had a lot of singing that night, and so when, when the preaching time came up, it was, like, it was like 9.20 when I got the pulpit. And so I said, you know what, folks, y'all have had a lot of singing and a lot of joy here today, so I'm not going to be lengthy and I preached about 15 minutes, and I gave him something. I gave him what I call my little nugget, or whatever you call it. And when I got through, we got in the car. We got in the car to go to another, another, another city in the state. I was going to preach there the next night, another, another conference. And and the, the small boy in the back seat said, "Dad, do you mind plugging in some preaching in our stereo? Do you mind? Do you, can I hear some preaching instead of music? Or uh, are y'all going to talk while you're talking? Can I hear music or preaching?" I, and I said, "Well, son, you heard preaching tonight." He said, "No, not like I want to hear." <laughs> he said, "I said, well, who do, who's your favorite preacher?" Well, he told me immediately who his favorite preacher was, and he said, "And I got a lot of tapes of him." And I said, "Well, you know, if I was if I was your daddy, I'd, I'd have my feelings hurt because I don't care if I'm your best favorite preacher or not, but your daddy is sitting in the car, and he ought to be your favorite preacher." He said, "Oh, that's right." About ten year old kid said, "Oh, that's right." He said, "Dad, you're second, but you're a good second." That's the way some of us dads feel, don't we? We're second, but we're a good second. Because there's something about Father's Day. You know, this thing wasn't even a national holiday until 1972. I don't know if you know that or not. Mother's Day became a holiday way back yonder. And uh, forty-eight years before that, and, and we honor mothers. And we on Mother's Day this year, we made it really a holy day. It's like a holy grail day. It really was. It was special because moms are that special. They're very, very special people, and we love mom. And if without mom, hey, we wouldn't be here. And it's a joy to have moms in our life. But Dad's Day has never been looked at as a religious time. I guess it's because so many men have ducked out, no-show dads, dads that. Uh, don't show up and then sometime when they do show up you wish they wouldn't show up uh, it's, it's that kind of thing, but I want to honor Christian fathers today I really really do because I think this church is full of men that really do love God And really do honor God and really want to be what God has them to be. Amen And there's three little old things I want to share with you today that I'm gonna let you go and, and 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 beat the Baptist and the Methodist and all the other churches to the lunchroom because I know that's where you're headed today and it'll be a busy busy day but thank you for coming and and thank you for sharing. One of the things that that, that kids really need and and I discovered this when I had my first two children. I was very young when I had my first two kids and uh, uh, when we had them there in Dallas and I had I had a little boy. I had a little boy that was just he was just he was something else. He was a kid when he was four years old. He passed when he was four, but when he was four years old, we used to play wiffle ball in the front yard. And my wife was a lawn nut. She loved little yard. She loved flower beds. She loved all that fix up stuff. And so when you get out there and you play wiffle ball for a little while, the yard gets dull real quick. And so what we did, we'd move home plate. We'd move, <laughs> we'd move home plate about three feet over so we wouldn't mess up mom's yard. But one day she came out and realized that we were wearing it out. And she said, y'all are tearing the grass up. I wished you would go someplace else. And I said, babe, we're raising a kid here, and he loves me to throw the ball to him. She said, well, all right, I guess I can refertilize. I said, yeah, we can fertilize, but you can't have these kids a second time. And he would hit that ball. He loved spending time with me. I got a Nerf ball for him. and. And I knew he was going to be an all-American wide receiver because he could catch a ball over his shoulder at four years old. Four years old, he could catch my pass over his shoulder running away from me. Now, that's talent, folks. I'm sorry. That's talent. Your kid may not have that, but my kid had that, all right? But it was, it was, it was always about time. It was always about time. It was always about time. In fact, the day he died, he, 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 he came to me and he said, Daddy, can we go outside and play catch today? And I said, Justin, we can't, son, not today. I said, it's bill paying day. It was the 13th day of the month. I said, we we paid our bills on the first and 15th. I said, it's bill paying day and I've got to pay the bills. He said, I said, I got to keep the wolf away from the door. That little boy went to the front door. We had one of those screens that latched and he went to the door and looked outside and he came back and tapped me on the knee while I was paying bills. He said, daddy, I've been to the door and there's no wolf. (laughs) God, I wish I'd have played pass with him that day because that day is the last day. ever saw him a little boy and his daddy went to a store one day and it was his sixth birthday and the daddy said what would you like to have Dad said well you know dad I'd like to have a ball he said well what kind would you like to have he said well dad it all depends said all depends on what son he said well it all depends on if you're going to spend time with me or not said if you're going to spend time with me I'd like to have a football so we can play catch but said if you got if you're busy and I know you get busy dad I'd Perhaps you'd get me a soccer ball, and I would, I could play kickball with the kids in the street. The dad's heart was smitten. He got him a football and a soccer ball, <laughs> because he wanted that kid to know that that child meant more to him than anything in this world. I think sometimes we dads feel like that we're the money maker, we're, we're the provider. But I really believe, I really believe, Dad, and I just, I just feel this because I've raised three girls, and I thank God all of them go to this church. They're all saved. I thank God for that. They're all they're all on fire for God. They all want to be a part of the, what, what's going on. And if something happened to me, the first people that would come and try to find me from my degrading place of living would be my own kids. Because I've raised them and my wife has raised them to love God so much that if something happened to me, they'd say, Daddy, get your act together and get back in this church and live for God. And 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 I appreciate that I really really do. But I think some of the things that we have given to our kids is a thing called time. I just think time is important. It's very very important. And I think we've had a lot of laughter in our home. And I think laughter is very very important. Let me tell you something. Every day doesn't have to be serious, Sam. Day. There there has to be days when you just absolutely know how to belly laugh and say, you know what, that's funny. I've got comedians in my house. My, my, my oldest girl married a comedian. Damon McNicholas is a comedian. My youngest one thinks she married a comedian, amen? <laughs> and Brad, he just laughs on both ends of it. You know what I'm saying? But tonight, tonight, when they come to my house, we're going to have fun, we're going to laugh, and we're going to have time for one another. Here's what I want you to say, Dad. It doesn't matter if it takes a little bit of your time away from your business. Have time for your kids. Your kids need time. They need more than a soccer ball in their life. They need something to pass to you. Amen? I remember my dad and I used to play ball. I miss my dad. God, I wish he was here. I wish y'all could meet him, you new people. I wish you could meet my dad he was awesome. Had a junior education. He quit school to go fight in the war. He told me, he said, don't you ever ever talk that educated stuff to me, son, because I fought to give you that education. (laughs) Yes, sir, dad. We'll never talk about education to you. All right. (laughs) But he was a great basketball player. He was a great boxer in school, a great baseball pitcher. He was six four and I was just six feet. And I thought I was a basketball phenom. I thought I could really play ball. And he'd come home and I said, daddy, you got time for a quick game of horse? And He said, yeah, it'll be quick, son. And he'd wear me out. And one day I beat him and I said, "Hey, you like that, old man? And somewhere from a place called there, a backhand caught me here. Bam. And it wasn't one of those easy ones. It was just like whoop. And I found myself on the deck looking up and he said, son, as long as I live, I'll be your father, your daddy. I'll never be your old man. The last time I saw him was in 2010 on Labor Day and he had mother in a in a wheelchair and he, he walked into the place where we had kind of reserved a little Hampton Inn up there in Oklahoma we had reserved for a for a little family reunion. Reed was there. His family. And he and he had mom and he came in and I said, How you doing, young man? He's 85. And he said, I'm glad you still remember. (laughs) Everybody say time. Second thing your kids need is emotional support. One of the greatest stories I ever read in my life was about a man named Jim Howard. Howard was a CEO of a major company. And he had a sister who was a drug addict and an alcoholic who had a daughter. And the daughter had had a baby, a little girl. The little girl was three years old. And Jim was a man that loved family. Although he had never been married, he loved family. And and the grandma and the daughter were were partying one night and throwing a big party and didn't take care of the child and the child fell downstairs, wooden stairs, and hurt herself. It was life threatening, and they needed somebody to step up. They needed somebody to take over. CPS got involved and said, if you don't, if we don't find somebody in the family that's got more correctedness about life, then these two women will have to turn this baby over to foster child, children, a foster home. And 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 so Jim said, I'll I'll step up. I'll I'll be that person. So he asked for a two-week leave of absence from his company. And he went and took that little girl Kelly into his arms and he took her home and he started being a dad to her, something he had never been in his life, but it was just about showing emotional support. Just giving her something that she needed that she wasn't getting. And a little girl who did not have a dad had an uncle, a great uncle that said, I'll step up. And after two weeks, she started doing better. She wasn't throwing temper tantrums anymore. She wasn't wasn't screaming and crying and having nightmares. She was actually sleeping through the night. And Jim was beginning to love being with the child. And so he goes back to his company. He said, listen, uh, if you want to fire me, you can, but I'd like to have a two-year leave of absence. I want to take off and I want to raise this child. I need to help this child because this child is important to me right now. And his company said, you go ahead. Because the company's, the company's main head, the company's main owner said this. He said, you know what? Family is a priority to me. And Jim got to take off, even as a chief executive officer, he got to take off. And for two years, he raised that girl and brought that girl up. And the mother, seeing the beauty of a child that was doing right, went to church one day and found Jesus in her life. And the grandmother, his sister, went and found the Lord in their life. And before you know it, they were sober, they were sane, and they were able to take the child back. And Jim went back and got his job. Here's what I want to tell you. Everybody needs a chance to have emotional support. Everybody needs somebody to love them and say, I care about where you are and what you are and how you're going to make this thing call life. My kids, always, 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 love the way I handled situations and I'm not bragging on me I'm really not but this is my day so I'm gonna brag a little here here's what they understood when they came to me it was always this this is not the end this is just an event you will get better this will pass This will go behind you and you will walk forward. And 10 years from now, you'll never remember this day. But daddy, you don't understand I like that guy. (laughs) It don't matter. You can like me, I'm harmless. But daddy, you understand. No, no, I understand that you can walk on. I'd like to declare that all my daughters are happily married. All my kids are happily married, and Lord, if they don't quit having grandkids, we're going to quit having vacations. We can't take them all anymore, but everybody needs somebody to say, you're going to make it in life. You're going to get up from where you are. You're going to make this thing called life. Daddy, we need you to be strong for your family right now. Clap your hands and rejoice to that in the name of the Lord. And the third thing that kids need. Is they need this unabashed affection. Somebody said, well, pastor, I never had a daddy's love. Okay, let's talk about that. So you never had a daddy's love. Why don't you start a daddy's love? You're creating an image of God. God loves us. You're not creating the, an image of your father, earthly father. You're creating an image of your heavenly father. And God loves us. So it doesn't matter if somebody in your past never hugged you, never embraced you, never said, hey, you matter. You're, 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 a, you're a starter of a brand new generation in your home. You are somebody that God loves and you can love others as God has loved you. Clap your hands to that because that's important. A man was waiting at Portland at an airport one day. Young man, and he saw a young man with a, with a, with a, with a, a carry bag in this hand and, a, and some presents in this hand. And he was walking toward him, nice young man. And he saw a little 10-year-old boy, looked like a little six-year-old boy, maybe a little two-and-a-half, three-year-old girl. And when they saw that daddy coming, this man witnessed it. The the six-year-old boy ran with all of his might and wrapped his arms around his daddy's waist and said, Daddy, I'm so glad you're home. And he picked the boy up and he kissed him on the cheek and he said, Son, you're the best. I'm glad to be home. And about that time, the 10-year-old had walked up. He said, Dad, I love you. And he grabbed that boy by the face and he said, Son, you're a fine young man. You're the keeper of the house. You've already grown up and you're a great, great young man. He said, Thanks, Pop. And he said, where's my little girl? And the little girl was handed to him. And he hugged that little girl and he said, and you're the apple of my eye. You're so special. And he kissed that little girl. Then he took that little girl and he put it in the oldest boy's hand said, now the best is yet to come. And he took his wife in his arms and he wrapped his arms around her and he loved her. And he kissed her like Clark Gable kissed on Gone with the Wind. (laughs) He laid her out and he kissed her. And those kids just were so happy to see their mom and dad in love. And the man who had been watching all this walked up to him and he said, Sir, how long have you been married? He said, Well, we've been dating two years and we were married 12 years ago and these are our three wonderful children. And he said, he said How long have you been gone? He said, Two days. <laughs> he said, Two days? He said, Yeah. He said, I thought you'd been gone maybe a year. He said, Oh, no, just two days. He said, wow, I hope when I get married, I can have a marriage like that. And the man turned around and said, don't ever hope. You plan for it and you'll have a marriage just like this. Daddy, daddy, let me say something to you. I know that you're the breadwinner. I know that you're the mighty man in the home and I know that we matter much in our lives, but there's gotta be a soft side to us. We have to be the man of steel, but we also need to be the man of velvet in our lives. We need a soft side. We need that, pardon the expression, that feminine side that says, you know what? I'm going to show my kids how much I love them. I'm going to be affectionate to my children. I'm going to love my kids. Tonight when I go home, it's going to be Christmas in June. It really, it really is. My girls buy me stuff. <laughs> God, it's It's awesome. It is so awesome. My girls buy me stuff and they make their husbands come with them to the house so they can bring me gifts too. <laughs> and tonight we have a recliner in our family room, and I'm going to get it tonight, although Patty, Patty really sits there most of the time because mama is queen of the house. But today I'm going to be king of the house. <laughs> and they're going to bring me gifts, and one will be sitting on one side of that big chair, one on the other, and one will be sitting here and saying, Daddy, how are you? Daddy, we love you. And I'm going to say, I'm fine, girls. Can I have a seconds, please? I think I'll eat dessert tonight. You know what I mean? Because it's my day. Let me tell you something. Kids need affection. They need their emotional stability helped. And they need time. And that's what we have to give them, fathers, if we're going to be a good, good father. Clap your hands and rejoice for that right now. There were two men in the Bible, and I'm almost ready to close. There were two men in the Bible that never saw death in the Old Testament. One was named Elijah, and the other was named Enoch. Now, you know Elijah was, was taken out, and Elisha got a double portion of his spirit. He was taken away in a chariot. And the reason he was taken away, I believe, is because he was a miracle worker, and God didn't want a miracle worker, a man that had raised the dead, to be dead, and have to be buried. So the Lord took him home. But Enoch wasn't a miracle worker. He wasn't. The Bible said in Genesis 5, he lived 65 years and then he begat Methuselah. And Methuselah's name means when he dies, judgment is coming. And Methuselah represents the grace of God because he lived 969 years before he died. But when he died, the flood came. But the Bible said after Methuselah was born, after Methuselah was born, Enoch walked with God. Because Enoch recognized something that all of us men need to recognize. We can't be the good father we need to be in this earth if we don't have the heavenly father helping us. And I I would advise every man in this house to recommit yourself to fatherhood and recommit yourself to being a good father in this life. We need men in the house of God that will walk with God and do what God asked them to do until he takes us out of here. Clap your hands and rejoice to that. I believe that. Amen. Woo, I feel preachy today. So here's the point. God took a miracle worker home and he took a good father home. A dad that walks with God gets the same ride as a miracle worker. And that's what a good father is going to get. You're going to get a good ride home, dad. Some years ago, in Kruger National Park, there was an an explosion of baby elephants being born, and they got so crowded they decided to, to to take another zoo, another another park, and send some of the young bulls over there and let them have another habitat and What they realized when those young bulls got there that they became wild, they became hard to handle, and they they started beating on another kind of animal, a rhino they started beating up the rhinos. And many of them were killed, the rhinos were killed, and many of them were beaten up with tree trunks as those elephants would take trunks and they'd beat them over the head and try to beat those rhinos down. And finally, after they shot about 10 of those elephants, they realized that they couldn't kill the whole populace. something had to happen. Then there's a scientist in the group that said, here's what we need to do. We need to go back to Kruger National and get some of the old men. We need to get some of the fathers, some of those fathers that sired these baby bulls, and bring them here. And I promise you, it'll never happen again. That's what we need to do. And they went and got four or five of these big male elephants, the older elephants, and there never was any form of violence again in that new national park because dads came in and said, No more, no more. Dad, that's what we are. We're the tamer, we're the people that walk in and say, You know what? This isn't going to happen in this house any longer. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And hell is not going to take my house over. And hell is not going to destroy this house. And young things that want to destroy are not going to destroy because this house is a house of prayer. It's a house of God. And God dwells in our house. Amen. 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 So if I would have an acronym, I'd, I'd say F is faithful, A is attentive, T is there, H is heart, E is every time, every time, R is right choices. Be there, be engaged, and be real. I close today, I close today with this neat little thought. I want you to research it because it's powerful. There's a little college called Women William, William Willamist. It's in Portland, Oregon, small little college agricultural college and, and back in 1941 they got an opportunity to go to Hawaii to play a football game now get this they played that football game against the University of Hawaii on December the 6th 1941 December the 6th on a Saturday 1941 they rode a steamship across took a train went to Honolulu it was three or four day travel and when they got there they were very tired very worn out and they were beaten 21 to 6 in the game. But it was their first time outside of continental U.S., and so they were all excited. Even though they got beat, they were excited. They knew why. Because athletes can make excuses, you know they can. And somebody will be making an excuse tonight, either Golden State or Cleveland. Somebody's going to be making an excuse tonight. <laughs> they can. But the next morning, they went out to catch the bus, and there was no bus there to take them back to the, to the, to the sea, back to the railway station, to take them to the ocean. Nobody was there. They looked up, they saw planes in the air, and they thought they were running some kind of exercise because they knew Pearl Harbor was there. They were rushed back inside and told by the radio that Pearl Harbor had been bombed that day by the Japanese. So they spent the night that night hoping to get out the next day, but when they walked out the next day to catch the bus, here came the military. And the military, there were 28 boys on that team. The military handed them all a rifle and said, we're putting you in the United States Army. And they put them at a high school and surrounded the high school because inside that high school was the ammunition that the Americans need to defend our country. It was in a high school because they thought that people with rightness would not bomb a school. And so they surrounded that school. For 10 days, they guarded that high school that had the munitions that would hold back the fight. And after 10 days, they dismissed them let them go home. And when they went home, they all quit school and joined the military all 28 of them. And one died in the war and the rest of them survived. And they talk about their story. You need to hear it someday. It's powerful. But here's what I want to preach before I leave today. I have dedicated two times this year. Once in the, once in the winter and once in the spring. We've dedicated 71 babies in this church. 71 babies in this church. I know there's some young fathers in the balcony downstairs. Today. Let me tell you something, young father. The game's over. The game's over. That was yesterday. War's on now. You hear me? Hell wants your house. Hell wants your home. It's time to put the game playing away, and it's time to pick up the fatherhood sword and say, I'm going to be a dad in this house. I'm going to be a father in this house. I'm going to go to war against everything that tried to destroy my family. Would somebody let me preach right now? I'm going to go to war. We will win the war over the world in this house. We will live for God. We will walk with God. We will go home to be with God. Hell, you will not win. Heaven wins in this house. I prayed it every day. I preached it every day. And I still live it today. Heaven wins. In this house. So, Dad, have a happy, happy Father's Day. Lord, 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 we're so privileged to be a dad. Such an honor to be a dad. Especially when you have girls. No, especially when you have boys. No, especially when you have both. No, just if you have kids. It's an honor to be a father take that honor and go forward in the name of the Lord. Amen. God bless you. And that concludes today's message. Please visit clcaustin.com for the latest news, to register for an upcoming event, or to support the Christian Life Ministry through our online giving portal. Thank you for listening.